All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, March 13th. F it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. So, Clayton, uh, this weekend, an amazing weekend at the box office, everything overperforming, and it was Oscar weekend, but I would say the best picture this weekend was not everything everywhere all at once. It was the sixth installment of a horror franchise was the true best picture this weekend. So Clayton, why don't you give us a plow for the weekend of Friday, March 10th? Number one, Scream 6 made $44.4 million in its first frame. Number two, Creed 3 made $27.2 million, down 53%. It now stands at $101 million in its second weekend. Number three, 65 made $12.3 million in its first weekend. Number four, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, made $7.1 million. It plummeted another 44%. It is just leaking theaters. 720 were lost. And it's standing at $198.1 million in its fourth weekend. And rounding out our top five, Cocaine Bear made $6.2 million, down 44%. It lost 367 theaters. It's at $51.7 million in its third weekend. And here's a little bonus one. Number six champions, the Bobby Farrelly, Woody Harrelson movie, $5.1 million in its first frame. Wow. And you know what? I'll go one further. A bonus to the bonus. Jesus revolution in its third weekend made 5.1.3 million. So just a, a, a hair behind champions. That movie is now at 394 million dollars jesus i'll say it has maybe is maybe the strongest he has been in almost 20 years i would say since passion of the christ i do not think jesus has been as relevant as he is at the box office right now with this jesus revolution an incredible run for the jesus yeah, so um, let's talk about newbies, though. Let's get into these newbies. We've yeah. got three new movies, and I think we're really only going to talk about two, actually, because Champions, let's just quickly talk about Champions. 5.1, this could be a grower, not a shower. Mm-hmm. But 5.1 for this type of movie, focus feature, comedy, but not a not necessarily a super broad comedy like the Farrelly's are known for. But now that the Farrelly's have parted ways, it looks like Bobby is doing the more uh comedy forward okay. movies but uh it still seems to have a little bit of drama involved yeah well the Farrelly brothers have always had some heart in their movies and i think champions you know continues that i mean listen kingpin had heart kingpin had a a, a sadness and an ennui to it and i'm sure champions follows suit there listen 5.1 million dollars uh, 5.1 million yeah, is a very nice overperformance for a movie that we thought was going to cry macho. You know, cry. We thought it would be DOA. Yep. Um, the thing is that I want to just clarify. I- I'm not saying that there wasn't heart in these movies. Obviously, mm-hmm. like Kingpin, Dumb and Dumber, something about Mary. They did have heart. What I think this movie probably lacks is semen. 
and bodily mm-hmm. fluids. Maybe not completely. Listen, we haven't I haven't seen, seen this movie. I, I intend to see this movie. I would assume there's less semen in this movie than in something about Mary. I would just go out on a limb. I mean, Kingpin, there's a whole bucket of, right. of bull semen. Right. Not to ruin a great joke. Right. But uh, th- there's got to be less semen in Champion. So that's basically, that's what I'm saying. It's less gross out. We're, we're, possibly was what I'm looking for. We're basing that assumption on the fact that we haven't heard any buzz of semen in Champions. You know, I feel like I feel it, like that would have trickled down to us if there was a lot of semen in Champions. Yeah, the semen would have trickled down by now if there if there was a lot of semen in Champions. So I, I agree. There probably isn't much semen. There's probably more heart than semen in Champions. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. you know, listen, we went over Woody Harrelson's box office a little bit last week on the preview episode. He's obviously a star, famous person, great actor, been around for 30 now probably almost 40 years um but he's never been a above the title blockbuster movie star he's this doesn't make Mm -hmm. him that but 5.1 million shows that woody harrelson is still someone that people want to see at a certain level he could he could open a movie like this higher than you would expect it would be so i think this is overall this feels like a slight win for Woody Harrelson, Bobby Farrelly, but like you said, this is a movie that's got to have staying power to really end mm-hmm. up in the win column. You know, I think, yeah, they're in the game and now. Think, they're in the game, absolutely. And I think you have, you know, these sorts of movies. You spoke on Jesus Revolution, these sort of salt of the earth type movies, mm-hmm. and I, I think the Farrelly brothers are salt of the earth directors. Yep, at in this a way, point, you know, yes. they they. Yeah, they transfer over to Middle America. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Middle America is seeing movies again. Yeah, yes. You know, thanks to Top Gun Maverick. Maverick made it safe for them to come back to the theater. And you seeing, you're seeing it in the in the emergence of these sorts of movies. Now, listen, they're not making Creed 3 money. No. They're not making Scream 6 money. No. But Champions and Jesus Revolution are not meant to make that sort of money. No. And, and also, Champions will probably not end up making... Jesus Revolution money. I mean, Jesus Revolution is is, a legit hit within that genre. Uh, Champions would have a long ways to go before they get to Jesus level. But it's a good start. It's a good start for Champions. Uh, Well, let's talk about another good start, like a surprising start here. 65 at number three. 12.3 million. Now, this was tracking in single digits. Yes. Yes. And Sony seemed to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, they weren't over the moon about it, but they seemed to think this movie, as you said over the weekend, I did not know this. This movie was kind of on the shelf for a little bit. Yep. They were trying to figure out when to put it out. They decided to put it out this weekend. And I'm surprised in a weekend that had Scream 6, Creed 3, Cocaine Bear still, still kicking some butt, that this movie ended up making 12 that is pretty good for this movie and it was only in 3400 theaters so it wasn't a huge theater count for this one either well i can't say i'm surprised because i nailed it on our weekend preview episode i said 12 million dollars and it made 12 million so it'd be disingenuous for me to sit here and say i'm surprised that's 65. I like you said 11. I said 12. Sure? I Oh, I am sure. 12. I said 12 okay. million for 65. Nailed it. Okay. Um, listen, this is a movie 
that shows you just how well the box office is doing and just how much people want to go to the theaters because it's not a well-reviewed movie. It's, uh, it's a movie that has a famous person and a star in quotes, but not a movie star who opens things and Adam driver yet it made 12 million because it had the premise of it's going to be an action movie with dinosaurs And that was enough to get $12 million worth of people interested. This is the type of movie that shows people will go to the movies for the sake of going to see a big movie or, or a movie that seems biggish. Also a thing we found out in the last couple of days, 65 is not nearly as expensive as some of the earlier thoughts. This movie apparently had a budget of 45 million. So a that's, dinosaur yeah, movie, reasonable. it's a pretty reasonable budget. If anything, it makes this more interesting to me because that then feels pretty low budget for a dinosaur movie. So now mm-hmm. I am curious to see these potentially like janky looking dinosaurs because maybe they don't show them as much. I mean, it's one of those things where you can get away with maybe not showing the dinosaurs in full until the very end. Right. I, I I think you're right. I think this is probably a movie that does not have a... I, I doubt that the dinosaurs in 65 uh, are running after him and you could see them like head to toe. I feel mm-hmm. like there is a lot of like dinosaurs mostly being covered by trees. You know, this scene, you just see a dinosaur uh, claw. Maybe another scene, you're seeing one tooth of a dinosaur because for 45 million they're basically only able to afford one dinosaur body part at a time. Well, dark and rain. I mean, those are your best friends when it comes to special effects, especially dinosaur special effects. Yeah. So just make it dark and rainy. Yeah. So this movie overperformed, even though I called it, it overperformed others' expectations. What do you think the reason, I mean, obviously this movie didn't overperform and make 25, 30 million. It, it overperformed by a few million, but what do you chalk this up to? I chalk it up to people wanting to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And listen, Scream, we'll get to it. Biggest opening of the whole franchise. We're talking one, two, three. That's big. Yes. But there's a lot of people that aren't into horror movies. Mm-hmm. There's there's not people that are like, I don't want to see people get butchered. Mm-hmm. I want to see Adam Driver as a futuristic spaceman shoot dinosaurs. Yes. There are people in the world that want that. And guess what? Now that we have options at the theater again, they have that option. Right. Right. And it looked like 63% of guys. That's It, it was guys at 63%. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm looking at these demos yep. here. Fifty-eight percent were between eighteen and thirty-four, right? That's the prime demo. Forty-eight percent Caucasian, twenty-three percent Latino and Hispanic, twelve percent Black, and seventeen percent Asian. So, a lot of Caucasians came out for this. Yes, but you know what? These these other demos, twenty-three Latino and Hispanic. That's not bad. That's not bad. No, and seventeen percent Asian. A little overperforming there. Yeah, this wasn't. Uh, it wasn't just a Caucasian people's movie. It was more mm-hmm. Caucasian, but but about the national average, or the you know, so so the dinosaurs really didn't discriminate here. You know, mm-hmm. everyone had a slight interest in dinosaurs. 
Yeah, and I think that's, I mean, there's so many things you can be like, well, is Adam Driver a bigger star than we thought? Or all these other, you know, thoughts as to why this made money. And I think, yeah, people like Adam Driver well enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not a butch in your seats movie star for sure, but they know him as Kylo Ren. Right. They may know him from girls, right? Right. But I think at the end of the day, people want to get out and go to the movies. And it's something we've talked about before where it's like, Everybody says the theaters are dead. Everybody says theatricals dying. And yeah, it, there were some tough times because there wasn't product. Right, right. You know, but when there's product, people go. Right. Because the people who say nobody wants to go to the theaters are the people who are sitting at their computers typing these things. Yes. And they don't want to go anywhere. Right. Right. They want to review movies through links. Right. That they can then watch on their laptops and stream to their to their smart TVs or they just watch on their smart TVs. That's where that thought comes from. People out in the world want to be out in the world. Right. And they want to go see th- movies in the theater and be around people. That's right. just the facts. So people saying that nobody wants to go to the theater anymore, those are people that are commenting online who are at home. And so with 65, you know, this movie – not super high budget, 12 million, not a great opening. But I think something to keep in mind here is that Sony has a big deal with Netflix where they get that huge on Netflix. It's going to be huge on Netflix. And in order to cash in on that deal with Netflix, Sony has to make big movies that Netflix will then want to put on their streaming service and Mm -hmm. 65 getting a big theatrical release that qualifies to be a movie that Netflix then will get to pay Sony a lot of money for the rights to, and it'll do better on Netflix because it was in the movie theaters, as opposed to if 65 was just some Netflix movie that dropped on a Friday. Adam project. The difference between this and the Adam project is that people will watch this film because it was on, they will watch it for more than just one weekend. Yes. Yes. Right. And it'll have longer legs because people will be able to look at it and they'll listen to the B.O. boys and the B.O. boys will say this overperformed. Yes. Yes. And Pat will claim that he nailed it. And there's no evidence that he that he actually did. But listen, they're not going to go back. Want to be a winter and Christopher. I think if you look through last weekend's weekend preview episode, you'll find me saying twelve million dollars prediction for. 65. So want to be Owen Turner. Maybe I, I heard 11, but maybe I'm crazy. Anyway, yeah. they'll listen to this episode and they'll listen to that episode and they'll know you're wrong. And then they'll, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they'll think, oh, that was a movie in the theater that did better than it was expected to. I'm going to watch this on Netflix. Right, right, right. They'll watch it on Netflix and they'll say Pat nailed it on the weekend preview episode, 12 million. That's what he said. So let's or they say Pat let's thought he nailed it and he did let, it, but that's beside the point. Let's move on from 65, which of course that number is 53 million more than what my prediction was, which was 12 million last weekend. So sure, 65 sure. doing great at 12 million, nailed it. Let's go to the number one movie of the weekend. So Scream 6 which was a, mm-hmm. I mean, let's, it's a rushed into production sequel to last year's five cream. You know, that movie came yeah. out in January, 2022. The sequel is out in theaters here in March of 2023. So like a, a year and a couple of months later. And, but that's a 
the this first sequel number two yep. came out very quickly after the first one. Yep. Um, and during this, that number two, in a lot of ways, this movie. Yeah. So you and I saw this movie in the movie theaters, and we're not critics, huh? And we're not going to spoil, huh? huh? Um, huh? and I think we both like this fine. You know, maybe me more than you, but you know, about about as much as we like the fifth one. You know. Yeah. And uh, I would say there's one bad Scream movie, which is Scream 3. And I think you would say there has never been a bad Scream movie. There's never been a bad. There's, there's only less less um, amazing, I guess, right. Scream movies. Right. So now this movie, doing $44.4 million, overperforms, beats expectations, it is the biggest opener in the history of the Scream franchise. So, I mean, let, let's get into Scream as a franchise. Is it somehow healthier than it ever has been before? Is this the strongest the Scream IP has ever been? I mean, the thing with the first one was that it built so slowly. Right. So you can't really look at that opening. If you're talking about impact and ubiquity, if you're feeling it's ubiquity, Mm -hmm. the first movie can't be topped because that movie was everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. And it kind of snowballed into this big movie. But the opening was paltry, right? Right. Second one had a a pretty nice opening and it kind of legged out too. Third one, Big opening and then, right? Uh, the, the third one, big opening, 34 million and ended at 89 million domestic. Actually, oh, so it's still great. No, not not nearly the, uh, the uh, you know, not nearly the fall that I think people have retconned it to be. You know, it obviously yeah. didn't leg out as well as the first two, but not far off. Um, yeah. So I, I guess maybe the runs of screams one, two, and three uh, in you know from ninety six two thousand maybe is the height of scream, but mm-hmm. at this point the scream movies are once again the best thing going when it comes to horror movies. I, I mean, I think right now the scream franchise is again the most bankable thing in horror. You know, it's, yeah. it's overtaken Halloween. I think they sort of screwed the pooch on the Halloween movies reboot. Um, yeah. and you know, Freddie's not out there. Jason's not out there. Jigsaw is a total mess right now. Lionsgate has got to mm-hmm. figure out the saw situation. Paranormal activity has been that, that camera's on the, on the shelf for a long time. Marked one. Oh, well they did do a Paramount plus. Remember there was that Paramount plus film direct to Paramount plus one that came out last year. Right. I mean, which is just more proof that the paranormal activity franchise is, is, is Dunsky. I mean, the purge Absolutely. franchise I think is, is that's waned. Dunsky. Yeah. That's Dunsky. So scream this weekend once again, planted this series as the biggest series in horror. And mm-hmm. I mean, that to me is just an, an incredible feat all these years later, that this is now the most bankable thing in horror IP. Yeah. I mean, and we're looking at a little bit of, we'll get into demos and all that fun stuff, but mm-hmm. we're talking of not that this isn't fun and every second of our show is fun. Everything's fun. But there was a lot of walk up business for this. 
and post track shows that 70% of the audience who saw this movie bought their tickets on Friday or Thursday. Wow. So that's, I mean, that's why the tracking was off because with these sorts of movies, when you have like broad demos and younger people, they're spur of the moment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, if it's not Marvel and they don't, you know, and they're not like, I have my ticket. I want to show you it. Right. You know, this is like their party and they're going here, they're going to a bar and then they're like, let's go to scream. Right. 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 That's their, their f- swinging free lifestyle. Right. So 50%, this is why they went. 56% went to see Scream 6 as part of the franchise they love, right? So mm-hmm. they're just Scream fans, mm-hmm. right? I would put myself in that. Mm-hmm. 33% came because Radio Silence directed it, which is impressive and actually a little bit surprising that they're that well-known. That's very surprising. But here's the big one. 24% came because it starred an actress they love, meaning... In this deadline article, they're being very nice by saying either Wednesday's Jenny Ortega or Vida's, which I guess was another television show, Melissa Barrera. Now, let's just get this out of the way. We're not critics. Huh? Huh. We're not acting uh, experts. Huh? Huh. Melissa, way better in this one than the fifth one. Yes. And that's because she was given more and her and she didn't have to do as much kind of exposition and all this stuff. She could actually be a true character. And I think there was a lot of hate for her in the fifth one. If you hated her in the fifth one, I think you're going to come around on her in the sixth one. That's just me kind of Mm -hmm. listen. That's just my opinion. And we're not going to get into the, and you're sticking to it. Like, yeah. And I'll stick to it, but let's be honest here. Maybe 3% are there to see her. Mm -hmm. Jenny Ortega is, and you've said this by the water cooler. We're talking about this. She is the hottest star to be in one of these films since the whole franchise began. Yes. She is the hottest the star has been. Like in the second one, you had uh, you had uh, Sarah Michelle Gillar, who was right. doing so good. You know, she was she was in what Buffy. I know what you did last Buffy, summer. Or Cruel Intentions. Did, yeah. Hot, hot, hot. She was hot, hot, hot. Yeah. You had uh, the Noxima girl. Yes. In it. You had uh, Rebecca a, a Gayhart. Gay yeah. Rebecca, Rebecca Gayhart. Right. And, you know, the the Nev Campbell was hot, but she was hot from this movie. Right. Jenny Ortega, I think, is just a star emerging mm-hmm. and an emerging scream queen an emerging kind of like just icon with her dancing in Wednesday and stuff for a younger generation. Mm-hmm. She j- hosted SNL this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. She's, so she's, she's, she's out there currently. I think the deal has been struck that she is going to star in the long awaited Beetlejuice sequel. That is the word I on mean, the street yeah. that she, in it's him. Is it Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii. It is not. I think he stays in the continental United States. Um, okay. but it is a Tim Burton directed Michael Keaton is back and Jenny Ortega will play the daughter of, uh, Lydia Dietz, the Winona Ryder character. That is, that I is mean, the word right. on the street right now. So she is a, that's great poised to be a mega mega star. And I mean, and I think that's a big element is mm-hmm. that it's a franchise people now love again. There, yes. you know, those first couple movies are so rewatchable. People love four even now. Yes. And so, you know, that's being reclaimed by a certain segment of the population, myself included, yourself included. Right. And so it's it's a consistent 
go-to sort of franchise with a hot star, and that's where you get 44. Right, right. I'm going to uh, – And, I mean, let, it was in 3D, but, I mean, if this was an IMAX, this thing would have made 50 probably. Yes. But, I mean, you know, but listen, Creed is in IMAX, and it should be because it was shot for IMAX. But, you know, we went and saw it in 3D. God, we forgot it was even in 3D. It was just – I mean – the converge the three D conversion was kind of uh, you know uh, butt kiss here. Yes, yes. So so let me throw a couple of things at you. We're not going to divvy up the millions for Scream, but let's play a quick no. little game of of uh, slash or or cash. You know, is this okay. is the the thing I'm going to throw at you? Is it partly responsible for this movie making cash, or if not? Do you give it a slash? So okay. let's start off here with um, one of the stars of Scream 6, Courtney Cox, back as Gail Weathers. Did she make uh, an impact at the box office? Does she get cash or is she meaningless and you give her a slash? Oh, I mean, Gail has now been in more movies than Sydney. She is one of those legacy characters you got to give her cash okay so you're i think i think there's people since i mean people who haven't listened to this podcast shame on you people who haven't been following the news about nev campbell not getting paid enough to do this movie Mm -hmm. the fact that there's one legacy character gail i mean i don't count kirby i don't count her as honestly a legacy character but i will say gail did bring in some cash okay i i I agree though i will say um well i don't want to spoil anything so yeah so we'll we'll leave it at that say a smaller amount than she normally would i think i think her and nev doing five she gets more cash for that yes 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 um you mentioned her hayden panettiere is back as kirby who is a character from Scream 4. She was sort of the only, you know, uh added value element as far as legacy elements goes. Mm-hmm. So, does Hayden Penitieri as Kirby get a slash or does she provide cash? Okay. Now, this may be controversial and having just said that I like Scream 4. Mm-hmm. I will say that this movie would have made the same with or without mm-hmm. her. She is just basically a glorified Easter egg. Yes. And I'm going to have to give it a slash here. Yes. I agree. I don't think that putting her in this matters. Scream 4, even if if uh, there's defenders of it, I happen to be one of them. It is, in some ways, the least essential of the Scream movies whether it's yes. uh, as bad as some say or not, it definitely feels the most disconnected from the franchise. And so I don't yeah. think the, the, the Kirby love was that strong where people went to see. Let me just put it this way. If they had done the Kirby Easter egg in five, you know, saying she's still alive and she didn't show up in six, mm-hmm. people wouldn't say I'm not seeing it. Cause Kirby's not in. It. Right. 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 I agree. So let's go to a uh, a legacy character that did appear in the fifth movie and then 
I don't think this is a spoiler to say, also appears in the sixth movie, Skeet Ulrich, as the mm. as the vision uh, slash ghost, de-aged ghost of Billy Loomis, made an appearance in the fifth movie, because, of course, the character of Billy Loomis's daughter, Sam, is one of the main characters in this new cast, and she has visions of her father, played by a de-aged uh, ghostly Skeet Ulrich. So do you think that Skeet Ulrich's ghost gets any of the cash for Scream 6's opening weekend, or can you slash Skeet Ulrich? Well, now, here's here, and you're going to get mad at me because you okay. always get mad at me. Always, for this stuff. always. Th- that was a spoiler that you just did. Okay. Because people don't know that Skeet Ulrich is in this one. They they don't know that. That is a that is I know he was in the fifth one. Yes. But there's that but the fact that she's hearing that voice again is sort of a spoiler. And so I'm getting mad at you. I'm getting very mad. I I mean, listen, I'm just saying it's kind of effed up. All I'm saying is it's effed up and you spoiled people. He was reestablished in Scream 5 as part of the cast. Doesn't mean he had to come back. It would be like saying Gail. It would be like saying Gail being in this movie is a spoiler. Scream 5 reestablished Skeet Ulrich as just a member of the crew. But then, but listen, okay. What I'll say, listen, $12 million man. Yeah. What I'm saying is that it was a soft spoiler. I would have preferred you didn't say it, but I'm going to play along. Thank you. And what I'm going to say is that he gets a slash here. Okay. Because again, it's not like anybody, uh, I think maybe for the fifth one, he could have gotten a little bit of cash. Right. But if they didn't bring that element back, then I still think people wouldn't be like, I'm not seeing this movie because they didn't bring the ghost back. Like he's not he's not a reason why people want to see this movie. See, I would give I would give Skeet Ulrich some cash in this, and I wouldn't have in the fifth movie because in the fifth movie he was legitimately a surprise, and I would not mm-hmm. have spoiled that on our first week discussion. But again, well, who knows? Again, he going mails. again going into this movie. People were maybe expecting him because, again, he's just part of the crew now. He is Sam's dad, who she sees in visions, de-aged, still in the white T-shirt that he had when he was a murderer as a teenager. Well, here's here's I'd give him some cash. I'd give Skeet Ulrich some cash for this opening. Here's the interesting thing that we get into here is that obviously now this is going to we're going to get another we're going to get another movie. We're going to get seven. Yes. Yes. And so there is an element of like maybe next time that you don't get in some other movies where if he hadn't showed up in this movie, I think people would have thought. Oh, maybe he'll show up next time, right? Uh-huh. Like there is that element with these that makes people less angry, like the Nev Campbell situation. Right, people are upset, but you look at these numbers. There weren't a lot of Nev Campbell uh, stands who said I'm abstaining, who would have seen this movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because it's got it had the biggest opening of all of of all the screen movies. Yeah. So I think there is an element of well, she'll be back for seven. They've got to get her back for seven. Now, if they don't get her for seven, then there's people who might say, F this. I'm not seeing this movie. 
but there's always next time is one of the things that's happening with this franchise and it is affecting who I'm giving cash to and slashes to. See, I think at this point, um, one of the losers of this opening weekend is Neff Campbell, because I think this opening weekend shows the fan base. Of course they love her. Huh? She's Sydney. Huh? Uh, She's the final uh, girl of scream. Huh? But uh, I think the fan base has shown they're okay with moving on from Nev Campbell from Sydney. Obviously when she comes back, that's a big value add. You put, put your marketing around that, but yeah. I don't think fans will backlash at all. If she's just not in seven, I think, well, I think this shows think, they've moved on. Do you think Creed? I mean, just to, 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 to cause we had a similar situation with Creed three, yeah, same thing. Do you think that Stallone is a loser because of Creed three. No, but he I is think one of the losers. I didn't say he's a loser, but I think he is someone who who I I think yeah I think in a way Stallone probably would have wanted Creed three to not be the biggest Creed movie ever without him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. But but here well, and the other going- thing the other thing about the difference between Stallone with the Creed movies and Nev Campbell with the Scream movies is Stallone. You watch the end of Creed Three. He's still he's listed as a as a producer. So Stallone's still getting his beak wet from these these Creed movies, and Nev Campbell, unfortunately, is not getting her beak wet from her, her beak is sequence. dry. Her beak is dry. So her I would say dry. Nev Campbell, unfortunately, gets a slash here because she got no cash from this. And I hate to say it, she's she's Sydney, but I think Sydney finally got slashed in one of these Scream movies. Because it did so well yeah. without her, um, New York City. That was that seemed to be the big value oh. add for Scream Six. The fact that they were leaving Woodsboro, going to New York. They previously did Scream Three in L.A., but they did this one. Scream Six is in New York, and that was the biggest part of the marketing. Does New York City get a slash or cash for this opening? You know weekend? what? I mean, again. Um, we had this conversation. I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler to say that they did not shoot this movie in New York. They shot it in Vancouver mm-hmm. or somewhere in Canada, obviously. But as somebody who used to watch films and television based in New York City and ached to be there, mm-hmm. I'm never not going to give the greatest city in the world cash. Mm -hmm. Even if our terrible mayor is going to waste it on something stupid. Mm -hmm. I do think that New York city does get cash because there's, I mean that trailer on the subway. I mean, listen, it was definitely a value add. The fact that they weren't in Woodsboro anymore Mm -hmm. was a value add. Mm -hmm. A change of scenery did this movie good. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I agree. What about yourself? Oh, okay. New York City, uh, it's a huge win for New York um, because New York was basically the biggest value add of the Scream sequel, and it was the biggest one in the franchise. So mm-hmm. it just shows that New York is still uh, the biggest draw going, and it's still where people uh, fantasize themselves being and fantasize themselves getting stabbed to death. You know, uh, the average better part- stabbed here right. than not stabbed in like no offense, but what? Where's the place that? Uh, Where are you from? Idaho. Or what's your? Oh, what? Oh, come on. 
That's low. Wouldn't you? Ra- That's low even for you. Wouldn't you That's rather be stabbed you. by Ghostface in New York than just live a long life? And which, where are you from again? Oh my God, you're such a. Um, I'm not gonna say, but it is. It's outside yes, Pittsburgh, right? It's, it's an, outside Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, of course, of, of course, course, of, Matt, course of course, of course. Even though you were really trying to take a take a shot at me there, I will agree with you. Yes. Yes. That, yes. Of course, I don't want to be there because if I wanted to be there, I would be there, and I don't. Um, one more, and I think this is a simple one, and we could we could talk about. Uh, uh, just how much cash, but slash or cash Ghostface. I mean, come on, cash. So is Ghostface now, and maybe has Ghostface been for a while, the most bankable horror villain? I mean, at this point, yes. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about Ghostface is that Ghostface is refillable. Yes. In yes. a way that all the other ones aren't, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Chucky is Chucky and Jason is Jason. And when they tried to make somebody else, Mike Myers or Halloween or whatever his, you know, it's funny because it's like, what is his? He's Mike Myers. But this last movie where they tried to make this other dude, Mike Myers or whatever, mm-hmm. th- that uh, it was a failure. So like. I do think Ghostface has got that iconic mask. Mm -hmm. I think it's a sign of quality in the way that other movies aren't. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think at this point he is the most bankable. Yeah. Now of all time, it's hard because like, man, nobody sold more merch than Freddy. Right, right. Well, we're talking who's made the most cash overall. Uh, Freddy, Freddy had an album. Ghostface doesn't have an album, although that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I mean the 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 thing with Ghostface is well, he he's got an iconic voice. He's got an iconic voice, and um, having him just be the anyone could do the voice with an app was one of the most brilliant moves that the series made. Yeah, um, or a voice modulator, or whatever they. Explain. I think it started as like a voice modulating box. Probably in the early yeah. movies, oh, they yeah, probably yeah. had like they, a, yeah, they talk into it. Yeah. So they had like a big, large box and now it's just an app on the phone. And that yeah. is something that Freddie and Jason can't match. You know, Freddie does not have an app. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yet, yet, yet. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's a slam doink right now. Ghostface is the biggest movie star amongst horror villains you know and that's not saying listen another i mean there's gonna be another jason movie there's gonna be another freddy movie right but like at this point i don't see them coming back to prominence in the way that they had right and just no franchise no horror franchise has ever been as consistent as scream scream has Mm -hmm. had one movie that didn't do well scream four is the only one that you could say didn't open all the other ones. Oh, well, scream one didn't open big, but then had one of the leggiest runs ever. Yeah. All the sequels opened except for scream four. And yeah. there is no other horror franchise that has that consistency. Honestly, the closest thing is the saw franchise. And, yeah. and the problem with the saw franchise, of course, is that, their villain was an elderly man who died 
in the I think second or third movie. Yeah, and that has always been a problem on. for them. Yeah, that's been a problem. And it is not refillable in the way that Ghostface is. Thing. Ghostface is refillable. Yeah. Um, here's one other thing that I'd want to bring up as it relates to the Scream opening weekend. So this is a Paramount sure. picture. Another oh, huge win for Paramount. And here is something that I think is going to be looked back at as a winner of this Scream opening weekend. And that is Paramount's Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yes. This is going to be an Elvis situation yep. and a, a Top Gun slash Elvis situation. Yes. 100. But only it's going to be for the same studio. Yep. Yep. Because uh, Paramount's Dungeons and Dragons movie with Chris Pine, Pine. with Chris Pine yes. opens, I think, on Friday, March 31st. So it opens in wow. about three weeks. March it, is so packed. So man. packed. And I'm so excited for March. And that's a We're mo- in it. I mean, I'm excited right now. Very excited. And that's a movie that I think on the surface people are thinking, you know, that might be a bomb. It's it's Dungeons and Dragons movie, and it looks kind of cheesy, maybe. But this trailer is going to be playing in front of everyone who saw Scream. And me and you saw this trailer this weekend, and it was pretty funny. It was. It looked yes. more amusing than I thought it was going to be. And I mm-hmm. think that movie has sold a lot of tickets because that trailer played in front of Scream this weekend. I mean, it sold me. Yeah. Honestly, like I was on the fence as to whether I wanted to see that movie, even though I'm a big fan of Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the I believe and I might be wrong on this, but I know that John Daly and his writing partner who are, you know, John Daly, we know used to be uh, on Freaks and Geeks. Is that his name? John Daly? No, yes. What's his? John That's, Francis. Yeah, Daly. John Daly. Yeah. Yes. John Francis Daly. That's why he did the Francis because there's so many other John Daly's. Yeah. He's he he did Game Night, a movie that a lot of people loved, and it was like a sneaky hit that yep. has one, one of the biggest comedies in the past couple of years, because comedies have not been big, mm-hmm. but creatively it looks interesting. Mm-hmm. And also we're ready now as a culture for Dungeons and Dragons, because when they put out that Dungeons and Dragons movies in the nineties, that was some dork shit mm-hmm. and people didn't want dork shit back then. Right now right. we've had game of Thrones. You've had house of dragons. Dork shit is huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this looks like it's got good humor, fun action, it's 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 a cast of people that have been in other stuff before, but they feel like they're it's kind of unique that they're in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, is very big for this film and Paramount. I mean, they're they just continue to market so well and have hits that then will go onto their platform and make that a viable going concern. Yes. Yes. So I think Dungeons and Dragons, that movie gets a huge, huge boost from Scream opening so big this weekend. Um, and let me and let me just get into real quick. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. we got to do these demos because yes. one of the reasons why we now think Dungeons and Dragons is going to do Buffa Bobo is because look at these demos mm-hmm. for Scream 6. 50-50 male and female. Amazing. Right? Great. 63% between 18 and 34. And the largest crowd 
was between 18 and 24. Wow. So 41% of that was between 18 and 24. Wow. Now, here's the mix. Diversity, 38 Latino and Hispanic, 38 Caucasian, 12% black, and 12% Asian. Wow. So a little low on black, right? Mm-hmm. It's not as popular with the black community, the screen movies. But, you know, you have... Melissa Barrera, you have Jenny Ortega. So Latino and Hispanic moviegoers are they're resonating with them. Yes, yes, yes. It's it's I mean, it's great to see an audience that young, that diverse. And again, it shows how healthy the Scream franchise is. Scream basically, I think, especially with those diversity demos and the age demos shows that the fandom has officially moved on from just people who were curious about the old movies from the mm-hmm. legacy fans. This has yeah. basically been successfully rebooted as a new franchise with young stars for young people, which yeah. is why, again, I think your Nev Campbell's and other legacy characters and actors are no longer needed going forward obviously it's a nice thing you could have them get on talk shows and talk about how much they loved Wes craven blah 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 but i don't think it matters anymore this series has officially graduated on from the original series and you got it because we did give cash to courtney cox and and she has when you look at her social media followers it's in the tens. It's in like she has like 15 million Instagram followers or whatever. Wow. Because you got to remember, she's also a friend. Right. And friends is still big. Right. And right. so she does. I mean, if you're going to keep Gail over Nev, if just from a marketing perspective, Courtney Cox mm. can reach more people than Nev Campbell. Wow. Wow. And listen, those, I mean, that's just the facts. That, the that facts. is dollars and donuts. Yes, yes, yes. And you know what? And people still love Skeet Ulrich. And I think he's officially graduated into the younger demo, also loving de-aged Skeet Ulrich. Because yeah. you know what? When you de-age Skeet Ulrich, he's going to be beloved by any young generation. As mm-hmm. long as he's de-aged, he'll yeah. forever be a teen idol. So I think yeah. this is great for him too. So yes, yeah, Will Skeet Ulrich be the world's oldest teenager? Yeah. Because Dick Clark is uh, Dustin Bones at this point. Yes, yes, yes. You could not put him in a Scream sequel anymore. Yeah. Um, as refillable as Ghostface is, you cannot fill him with Dick Clark. So, no. you know, just quickly look at anything else. Creed 3... Great hold in its second weekend. A movie that opens that big, you would expect a big, big drop. It only dropped 53%. I mean, it's Mm. just Scream and Creed are as healthy as franchises get. They are hitting their apex right now. Um, And, you know. Are we going to see, are we going to see in the same month, in the same year, mm -hmm. three franchises have their biggest openings of their whole entire histories back to back to back, right? Not, I mean, of course there's going to be stuff in the middle, but we're talking Cree three, mm-hmm. then scream mm-hmm. and coming up John wick. I mean, John wick is just around the corner. Wow. Wow. And that thing is, per- is supposed to be 
huge. 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 So, uh, yeah, very possible. Very, very possible. And as far as franchises go, of course, Ant-Man and the Wasp in Quantumania is just a complete dud. Dropped another well, I 44%. guess we did see, uh, we were seeing the research, not the resurgence, but we're seeing the ascension of three franchises and the death of another franchise. I mean, mm-hmm. many people have, have, uh, I mean, here's the thing. This might seem like easy to do now looking at these numbers and all of the critical feedback, but like, can we officially, you know, put dirt over Ant-Man? Yes. And the Wasp, not that they won't show up in the other Marvel movies. Of course, they're going to show up in the Avengers. But like Ant-Man as a movie franchise, there may never, ever be another Ant-Man movie. I would bet that is the case. I think Ant-Man gets demoted to being not just a side character in movies, but possibly just a side character who does cameos in Disney Plus shows. I think he may be demoted wow. that that far. Wow. This is a terrible, terrible box office run for Guanamedia. Yeah. I think he gets the boot all the way down to Disney Plus. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, that's a terrible way to end things. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's where we're at. Uh, so just quickly, before we go, uh, I just want to read a quick email that we got from our uh, friend Danny, of course, Danny is the host of Ice Scream. I'm sorry, Ice Screen. You scream for number four, the number movies. Four. Great podcast, and it's a podcast that is partially named after the Scream movies. The the yeah. the ghost face mask is part of the logo for Danny's podcast. So Danny wrote, uh, he wrote uh, subject line Ice Scream. You scream for Scream 6. So that's the subject Mm -hmm. line. And he says, sup, Pat and Clay. This is a fun fact I want to throw out. When I started my podcast, my first movie review I'd done to start was Scream 5 or or West Cream 5. And ever since then, Scream 6 got announced and wonder how they're going to make this without Nev Campbell. But I am here to report the Scream franchise will never die. I got to see the latest one Thursday night, had an awesome time, loving this sequel even more than the previous installment that I began my show with. Sometimes I wish to say I wish Scream 6 was last year that I could start my podcast with that movie. Wow. So Danny Mm -hmm. is a youngster and he loved Scream 6. He wished Scream 6 had been Scream 5. So that he could have started his podcast with that movie. That's that's an amazing review. Yeah. So uh, we also got a great email from one of B.O. Boy Austin. Austin, welcome back. Our my friend, our mm-hmm. friend, friend of the pod. I was mm-hmm. trying to n- avoid saying that, but inevitably that's what he is. Mm-hmm. He went with 11 million for 65. So he did not nail it, but he got very close and right. higher than other people's tracking. Not as high as me. So. Yeah. He's very much on the champions boat too, that this could be a Heartland Red America type hit. Mm. Right? Uh, it limits its potential being a focus feature, but still, I mean, listen, five, this thing could end up making what, like 
12 what what do you think 20 is that too high for this i mean listen if it has the legs i mean i'm looking at austin's email austin pretty much nailed it he predicted five for the weekend for champions um Mm -hmm. yeah i mean champions could have a four times multiplier and get over 20 million because this is the kind of movie that say we went and saw scream this weekend obviously because we had to it was number one on our list right but that doesn't mean that the good number for it, the the fact that I mean we don't really read reviews when it comes to the Fairly Brothers movies because we're because we know how critics can be about mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But I mean I'm interested to see this. I was before, but even more so now that I see five million. If this movie made one, two million, three million dollars, I might not be as interested to see it. I'm just being honest because right. we're I'm a bo boy at heart, right? Right. I don't like that stench associated with me because I know it clings to you, right? And so I'm going to probably see this movie this week, hopefully. And I know you had plans. If you're able to, you're like, hey, maybe I'll pop in and see this movie. Maybe. So that is something that with a bevy of choices, you're going to have your number one choice that you go to see. And then you're going to have your number two choice. And hopefully you get to see that not opening weekend. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think Champions is going to is going to multiply well. It It needed to open decently and it did. And uh, I could see it. I could see it getting it up to twenty. That's very possible. That'd be awesome. Point. Twenty for champions would show so much about the health of the box office. Yep. And even without that, it's yeah. gonna. It's gonna. You know, it, it, I think box office is very healthy. Very, very healthy. Indeed. Very healthy. And uh, you know, this weekend was the Oscars, and everything, everywhere, all at once won. All the big Oscars, it won Best Picture, Writer, Director, three acting awards. And you know what? I love that that happened because that was a movie that before it was an awards favorite, it was a B.O. champion. It was a leggy B.O. hit almost exactly a year ago, legged out to over 70 million domestic. So we love to see a box office success get the Oscar, you know, this, this yeah. the Oscar didn't go to some movie that made $2 million or was a streaming movie. Huh? huh. It went to a genuine box office hit. So love to see that. Yep. There we go. All right. All right, Pat. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think we did it. So like, where can they find us? Well, of course, give us a five-star review on Apple podcasts, you know, whatever podcasts, uh, platform you're using, but Apple is the only one that really matters. So give us a five star mm-hmm. review there. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. I'm pointing down. That is where you like. That is where you smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. The videos are up there, and it's a lot of fun to comment with other YouTube uh, subscribers to the BO Boys. They're mixing it up there, they're having a good time. It's a great great place to to hang out a nice uh i would say a safe and and there's a lot of cool stuff happening over at the bo boys youtube channel a lot of cool, a lot stuff, of cool stuff happening um so and go we there. just got a recommendation to watch a movie that we hadn't seen devotion yes. devotion and with jonathan gonna, majors yes yeah we've heard that it's 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 not your 
normal sort of uh, movie yeah. like that. And we were excited yeah. when we heard that. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to watch Devotion. Yeah. I like both of I mean, especially now, Jonathan Majors loved him in Creed 3. Yeah, he was great. And so Glenn th- Powell, listen, I mean, this if this is an above average type of movie, then I'm going to see it. Yeah, so thank you to the YouTube subscriber who gave us that recommendation there. Um, so subscribe, smash that like button, so smash that subscribe button over on our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter, social media at the BO Boys Pod. Want to BO intern Christopher doing a great job there, curating and creating videos for our social media. He's killing it. And uh, yeah, like I said, email us at the BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails, reading your emails like we did from Danny and Austin just now. So that is the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. And I think that's it. Right, Clayton? Um, I mean, for a limited time, Mm -hmm. you still have another podcast, right? I do have another podcast. I, of course, am the co-host along with Nick Turner of the Show Me the Money on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We cover the Academy Awards, the award season, but specifically the gambling. We told you who to bet on, and Nick and I bet a lot of money on the Oscars, and we won a lot of money on the Oscars. So on our final episode of the season of the Show Me the Money, listen to how much money we made from gambling, because gambling is where it's at. You have to gamble. Gamble, gamble, gamble. You have to take all the money that you have, and put it into gambling. Gamble on the award shows like we do on the Show Me the Money on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. But gamble on whatever you have to gamble on because it's all about gambling. It's all about taking what you have, selling what you have, getting what you don't have, but finding money to gamble with. And we teach you how to gamble. We tell you about how much we gambled. We talk about gambling. We show you gambling. It is all about gambling It is nonstop gambling, gambling sites, people to gamble with, people who know other people who gamble. That is what we talk about on the Show Me the Money on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is nothing but gambling, 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 more gambling. You have to gamble. Never, ever stop gambling. Gamble all the time. If you are awake, you should be gambling. If you are asleep, you should be dreaming about what you're going to gamble on. And we will teach you that on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the Show Me the Money starring me and Nick Turner, where we gamble. It is nonstop gambling, gambling forever. You must stop listening to this right now and gamble, 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 gamble. Always be gambling. Always be gambling. Gamble, 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 gamble. Gambling problem? Call one eight seven seven eight hope and why. That's one eight seven seven eight hope and why four six seven three six nine. Or don't. I mean. Or don't. It doesn't matter. What are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Nope. All right, Pat. Well, I think we did it. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except until next time. Well, smell.